Hey, hey, and welcome to episode seven of Cutting On Action. Uh, It's been a couple weeks since I released an episode. Sorry about that. I have been pretty busy traveling for work and I'm finally back home and able to get some episodes recorded again. In my last episode, I discussed documentary filmmaking and the power of vulnerability with my friend, Sean Keller. This week, I want to discuss a couple of topics that are maybe a bit more personal, kind of in the mindset growth sort of way. First, I want to talk a little bit about growth, but the growing pains we all experience as we step into our careers and like the risk reward possibilities that come with deciding to jump into a creative field. Uh, Then I want to give you three reasons why it's basically time to stop holding yourself back. This will all kind of be packaged as like one big thing. So we're going to discuss these three things that I feel like so often I hear is holding people back. Um, but they all directly impact, uh, our, our growth or our lack of growth or, or just even us not wanting to jump into this because it may be too hard or whatever it is. So I'm going to talk about all three of these things. And then at the end of this, my goal is to remove these three excuses that we've all made that prevent us from maximizing our potential reward from the risks we take. Let's get into it. So today's episode is all about taking those first steps towards career growth, right? I've recently heard this phrase a lot from a lot of different people, uh, adapt or die. I really think that statement is true, especially in the film industry. I mean, we work in a field that relies on technology and personal relationships and of course is very dependent upon good creative ideas made for people to see and experience, right? The difficulty of those three things, though, is that one is constantly being updated and changed, one requires a lot of vulnerability and humility, and one is a combination of the first two. Let me unpack that a little bit more. I think to frame this topic well, we first kind of have to start with this fact. The barrier of entry into the filmmaking space is probably the lowest that it has ever been right now in the history of history. The technology that we need to do a great job on projects on projects is extraordinarily inexpensive and power efficient. We live in a world that is more connected than ever. Thanks to the internet, social media, and how easy it is to make your own website. And realistically speaking, literally the only thing missing from the equation at that point is whatever idea that you've had stuck in your brain that you need to go get down on paper, get some friends together, go out and make the dang thing. If your first reaction is to roll your eyes or think, yeah, right, to what I just said, then hang on tight because I'm just getting started and you're the person who probably needs to hear this the most. Let's dive in on the technology. A friend once told me that the best camera you have is the one that's in your hands. It's true. Don't believe me? We've seen how many commercials now that are shot on an iPhone. At this point, I can feel your eyes literally scratching the back of your skull, (laughs) but there's more. So you've got the new iPhone right now in your hand, in your pocket, whatever. It's what you're probably using to listen to this podcast right now while you surf Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or your latest Google rabbit hole, whatever it is. Well, if iPhone cinematography isn't to your taste, I can assure you of this. You can buy a really good DSLR and a 50 mil lens on a used market for way cheaper than what your phone costs you. I know this because the very first camera I ever owned cost $800 and that was when it was brand new. 
It came with an 18 to 55 kit lens. And I used that camera until it physically did not work anymore. And that was nine years ago, back in 2013. Technology has not only gotten leaps and bounds better since then, but it's also gotten less expensive if you're not afraid to buy something on the used market. You know, a couple years old camera. There's nothing wrong with that thing, man. I can already hear it though. I don't want to pay all that money for something I may not want to do for a long time or I wouldn't want to buy that if it's not something I'm sure I can make money on. Honestly, that is an excellent place to be and I totally relate and understand to both of those thoughts. Lucky for you though, there are so many options out there to rent gear. Truly. You've got tons of websites dedicated to renting out the equipment you need to make strong images. A few options are ShareGrid, Lens Rentals, Borrow Lenses, Lens Pro to Go, Kit Split. I mean, for just a couple hundred bucks, you could rent an excellent little camera package with all the media you need, some extra batteries, some rigging if you need to add a monitor to the camera, whatever. It's all online. It's all there. If you really want to step up your game, go ahead and check out some information on lighting that's available for rent via those same websites too. Honestly. It, it really is incredible what LED technology is capable of these days. Right now, this very second, you are capable of creating the same level of light you'd get from old school tungsten, tungsten fixtures or even an HMI for less than a fraction of what those cost, especially if you rent the lights and don't even try to own them. And the best part of LED technology being so good now is that it can literally just run off the same plugs that you have in your house instead of needing big, loud generators with dryer plugs like you did back in the day. Now, granted, at the high level, you're still going to use those tools, but I'm just saying, like, we're keeping this simple and cheap, and I'm trying to make a point here that basically <laughs> the barrier for injury is so low, the only thing holding you back is you, okay? Let's keep going, though. I mean, if you don't believe me, I'll keep going here. So for research purposes, I went on to Lens Rentals and I put together a super basic cart of some essentials that you would need to shoot something over the course of, say, a weekend, three or four days. So in the cart, I threw in a Sony a7S III, a Rokinon 50mm cine lens, a basic boom mic audio kit, um, an Aperture 600, 600D as a key light, uh, some diffusion for the light, some stands, some black fabric just for like negative fill, all of that, everything, you can rent that on Lens Rentals for a little bit less than 600 bucks for four days. The Lens Rentals insurance covers all the gear, by the way, so you don't have to worry about that. And it's yours for an entire weekend to shoot whatever it is that you've got going on. It could be a paid client gig. It could be a passion project, whatever. I mean, that is a pretty great deal, honestly, because those, that's thousands and thousands of dollars worth of stuff. You get it for four days for 600 bucks. I mean, that's great. You get all the perks and none of the downside within reason, of course. And you have a basic kit that will undoubtedly upgrade how your work looks and feels. The bottom line here is that expensive technology is not a valid excuse for not going out and making the things that you want to make. The only way to start down the path of career growth is to take the first step. And I really hope that this, of any of the points I'm trying to make here today, I hope this helps you realize that if you think the gear is what holds you back, it just simply shouldn't, and it doesn't. It, sh it shouldn't anymore, okay? 
That brings us to the second reason not to be afraid of stepping out and experiencing growth, distribution. How will people realize how good your work is or know that they can hire you if they never see it or never see you? Well, lucky for you, I have a solution here as well. (laughs) Vimeo and YouTube to start a library of your work, free. Instagram to share your work, free. Facebook, free. Reddit, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, free, 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 and free. Speaking of free, you know what isn't free? Producing a podcast. That's why I use Anchor by Spotify. Anchor.fm is free to use, and it's what allows you to hear this podcast and our other photographic collective content on your device or whatever platform you choose. What isn't free for podcasts, though, is editing all this stuff. So if you love the show and you want to keep hearing more, please head on over to anchor.fm slash cutting on action and support the show. With as little as one, five, or ten dollars a month, you can help free audio mixer Jared, who is currently locked away in my basement editing every episode you hear, hoping to see his family again one day. That's not true, but it sounded really funny when I typed it out. Uh, so please <laughs> help Jared see his family again. <laughs> Head on over to anchor.fm slash cutting on action to support the show. That's anchor.fm slash cutting on action. A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash cutting on action to support the show. Seriously, thank you all so much for listening. The coolest part of doing this for me is just the fact that people even tune in and I am, I'm very thankful. So thank you so much. Please share the show, leave, leave a five-star review. It would really mean the world to me. All right. So we've covered all the free social media avenues for distributing your work. Now let's talk about websites. Yes, a website costs you a little bit of money to create and maintain. Um, I've used both Wix and Squarespace for websites. Both are great. Both have pros and cons. And frankly, I have websites hosted by both companies. So you can tell that I enjoy both pretty equally. Um, in my experience and Squarespace has gotten better about this, I will say in, in very recent history, but Wix has kind of been, um, more video friendly. You can just do a lot more with video content on your website in Wix. I will, I have to give credit where credit's due though. Squarespace is really working hard to improve the video aspects of what you can do on their websites. And they're definitely heading the right direction as well. Um, but you really can't go wrong is what I'm trying to say here. Maintaining your website, URL ownership, um, and probably an email account can cost you maybe a couple hundred bucks a year, roughly. But honestly, I mean, in today's age, you, you kind of have to have it. Like it's, it's your home online, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily need like a big fancy office space to do this job, but you got to have a digital presence, and frankly, having a website is relatively inexpensive, especially if you want this to become a full-time career. I mean, what's what's investing 200 bucks a year into yourself, you know, so that you can hopefully make a lot more than that. I really hope you're making more than 200 bucks from your shoots. Um, but I mean, yeah, like what's, it's an investment in yourself, you know, you got to have it. You just have to have them. If you're worried about sort of the first early stages of design on your website, I want to share a story with you on why I don't think you should worry too much about that. So when we started Avoco, um, we started the company with almost no web presence at all. We were and still are operating on a very lean 
monthly budget on purpose. Um, all of our jobs were coming via word of mouth or otherwise people just, Oh, I know you do video or whatever. Um, and very quickly we realized that we were leaving a lot of work on the table by not having more of a digital presence online. So about three or four months in, we realized that, I mean, regarding a website, not having anything was worse than not having a crappy something. So in true rogue filmmaker fashion, we DIY'd the hell out of our first logo website and all of the copy on it. Was it great? No, not really. But it didn't need to be at the time. We were still getting our feet under us. We were trying to niche down into the work we wanted and figure out what we wanted to do. And we're still just trying to figure out how to get our feet under us, essentially. Um, fast forward to now though, our logo website copy and our overall online presence have gone through to a version two iteration. There's something much more robust and something that we are incredibly proud of. And our friend Tyler Orsak did all the design work. I have to, I have to give him a shout out every time it comes up because it's, we love it. I mean, we're proud of it. It's great. It really reflects, you know, who we are and, and our brand and who we want to be. As our company has experienced growth, we, we've shown that growth and development online on our website and our social media channels. And you know what? Honestly, I think that's okay. I really do. I think it's a good thing to show that type of growth and not shy away from it. It shows potential clients you're relevant, you're trying to stay relevant, you're growing, and you're pushing forward. Our companies, our work, and our brands should evolve. There is there's no sense in covering that up either. I feel like that is that is the entire point of what we do is to show that growth, to show how we're going to push the envelope, to show how our work is improving. I don't think you should cover that up. I think that's a miss. As Evoco continues to move into its next growth phase, we're already planning another version of the site. Version three is going to come with updated copy, updated images, and an overall experience I think that will help propel us even further towards the goals that we want to achieve. But we went from having nothing and needing a crappy something to having a crappy something and needing a good something. And now that we've sort of found our legs and our voice, we feel like we're ready to move from a good something to an undeniably great something that reflects who we are. And that's honestly, that's fun too. Like it's fun to see the, see the progress you've made. I still have old films I've made, old shorts that are terrible, but I don't, I didn't know they were terrible at the time I was learning and and there's no shame in that. You know, I don't know why there, I feel like there's this trend in creatives to like shame yourself. And I, I've done it. I mean, you've heard me do it on the show. Like, it's just something that it's fun to poke fun at yourself, I suppose every now and then, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's no shame in showing this growth. I mean, that's what it's all about. We've got to start somewhere and I don't think you should shy away from that. I really don't. I think it's a miss if you do. So get out of your own head, man, just put your work out there and, and be proud and own it. You know, I share all this to say, don't be intimidated by the things you're unsure of or you're not confident in. It's good to experience these growing pains. And to make my point, here's this. For about $750, bucks total spend so far in, in this podcast episode, I've given you everything you need to make one pretty good project, a web presence, and all the distribution you need at the stage you may find yourself in. And frankly, that's, that's not 
that's really not that bad. Um, that's not that bad of a spin. And, and going back to the rental thing too, something I didn't mention is that's really not that bad of a spin. If you've got a paying client who has the budget to cover your rentals and pay you a little bit of money too. And that's how I started. I'll go ahead and share a little, another, another little anecdote, but one of the first commercial clients that I ever landed, I was so over the moon to have a $3,000 budget. <laughs> and Justin was there, my business partner now and, and, and an amazing DP. He was, he was the DP for that, that project. And, um, some of you may cringe when I tell you this, but we had a $3,000 budget. We shot for, uh, like five days <laughs> on an old a seven S two handheld. We had like a DIY China ball and I borrowed a friend's old tungsten airy 650 kit. <laughs> and we just like, it was like guerrilla filmmaking to the max. And we loved it. And we did not know at the time. I mean, we knew, but you know, we didn't know that $3,000 was like nothing, <laughs> but it paid the bills. It covered the costs. And well, I didn't really pay our bills. I think Justin, I think I paid him like, I don't know, $5 or something like that. Not really, but (laughs) thanks to inflation, it was worth $5 probably. Anyways, I digress. The point being there, like we were over the moon about that super small, you know, kind of run and gun guerrilla filmmaking project. And that's not what we do anymore. Thank the Lord. But that's all due to the growth. Like we just stepped out and did it and we owned it. And we were proud of it and we blasted it everywhere. And we have continued to just slowly chip away at growing towards our ultimate goals. You may realize by now that I've only covered two of the three excuses that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. And that's because I can't help you with the third one. (laughs) The third one is, in my view, really just a lifelong struggle of learning to get out of your own way. I've removed the other two barriers. This one, I can't remove for you. You're going to have to figure this one out on your own, just like I I have to. The third excuse that I've made, and I've seen so many others make time and time again, is in regards to the idea. I hear it a lot. I really do. I don't know what to make, or I don't know how to make it happen, or whatever similar sentiments. Well, guess what? The only person who can fix that problem is you. And I'll tell you this, filmmaking is never, ever You're never going to walk away from a project and be like, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted it to be. Filmmaking is an art, not a science. And it's an art in the sense that you are always going to have constraints. You're always going to have boundaries and limitations that you just can't cross right then and there. But the beauty of filmmaking is learning. It's it's problem solving, creative problem solving with what you've got available. And I guess if anything, what I want you to take away from the episode this week is that you have a lot more available to you than you may think. Um, You know, if you're worried about the idea though, I'll, I'll say this. If you're worried about maybe trying to find your voice, stop worrying. You already have one. Instead, just go out there and use it and then share it with the world. I promise you this. I'm speaking from experience. I promise you this you will find your audience. But the only way to do that is by taking a chance, betting on yourself, and getting out there to do the hard work. That's the only way to do this. All right. Wow. 
kind of a shorter episode, but hey, it's a great one to come back uh, from a small break with. I, I I had a great couple weeks of, of work. I'm feeling really inspired after the last couple weeks, and honestly, I'm uh, it feels good to be back back doing the show. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to share more of our work that we've been up to very soon. Um, but if you want to see and hear all about it, you've got to find me on social media. So please join us in the Photographic Collective Facebook group. We have hundreds of creatives just like you, passionate about learning and working to support each other from all across the world. I've said this a thousand times and I'll say it a thousand more. You must surround yourself with a solid community to make it in this industry. Do not try to do this on an island. I can't remember who said it, but this quote rattles around in my head all the time. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. That does it for this week's episode. I'm Brandon Bucheri, and this is Cutting on Action. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. Help spread the word about Cutting on Action by giving us a five-star review and sharing the show with a friend. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to check out our other Photo Co. show hosted by my friend, Miles Whitboyer, called the Photographic Collective Podcast. Cutting on Action is produced by Brandon Bucheri. Executive producer, Miles Whitboyer. Audio mixer, Jared Fincher. Cutting on Action is a photographic collective production. Music